This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. And you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. Welcome to Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell. We've had some technical difficulties here in the past week, but we've got this straight but what that is going to allow us to do is to have a major, major podcast week leading up to the American Royal for all you guys driving in. And I can't think of a better way to start off Royal Week than with Kurt Wallace. How are you, my friend? Pretty good, Luke. How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, we got some Smoked and Furious on here. You've had some great success this week or this year. And starting with... You're now the answer to everyone's favorite trivia question, who has the highest score in KCBS history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's still a, that's still one hard to swallow for me. Uh, I, I'm not a you, – you don't hear it much from me. It's crazy. Crazy to even think it happened. Yeah, but that happened out at the KCBS World Invitational, and it's a staggering number. And the one question that – I've always wanted to, I've wanted to ask you since it happened is was it that great of a cook? Did you think that you had a special one that day? Yeah, I, I don't typically call my cooks. Anybody knows me, it's not my way. I typically just go, oh, I didn't have any road bumps. Um, I felt good that, that day. In fact, somebody asked me right before brisket calls, uh, he reminded me of this last week. Uh, he looked at me and, and said, uh, how was your brisket? And I just looked at him, kind of, kind of smiled, and shook my head. I thought it was good, um, and uh, it was it was just one. It was a heck of a cook. Um, now all I get is uh, just try to beat your personal best from everybody, and it's it's, uh, it's a challenge to say the least. <laughs> just try for a seven eighteen next time. Yeah, you're gonna have to do better. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been cooking for right around two years now, right? About two, two, two and a half. Um, this is like my second full season. Um, I, I mean, I, I hit 51 contests, if you include two outlaws. I did. I hit that 51 mark uh, last weekend, um, and 30 of those are this year, um, 31 of those. So that, that'll give you kind of an idea. Right. 
So you've been going after it pretty hard and, but, you know, having some success and, and moving forward, that's got to give you a lot of confidence. Where does that confidence come from in terms of, you know, how you've learned and how you've established yourself so quickly? Um, well, I think, you know, a lot of the confidence comes from just having good results when you go to pool and you go to box. Um, the, the For me, and I've, I look at this a bunch of different ways, but for me, you know, when you get good results and can not always consistent we've all had those tables we've hit or those bad days or those bad cooks um but consistently i've been able to box with a little bit of uh of of excitement um you know that kind of gets you that you know when you can as i think we've may have said before dance in the trailer because you feel like you got a good cook going that helps build that confidence i think that's right. You're a dancer in the trailer. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yep. I definitely want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah. It's, you got to have music, man. Got to have it. Got to have it. You can't, now you know all the questions because we've already recorded this before. You can't jump ahead. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How has, you seem like a very organized person. How has your career and life experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a pit master on the barbecue trail? Um, I started off in the military. You know, there's a little bit of organization involved with that, of course. Uh, but just being project management and, and being a, an estimator and, and managing millions of dollars worth of projects at a time and, and just business. Uh, I own a few businesses now. Just that organization that you have to have to be successful uh, definitely helps mold you for something like barbecue and and sometimes maybe i'm too organized and i think um i've had to back off of that a little bit because i think there's a, a fine line with uh being too organized where you start to you start to overdo it and overcomplicate things um and i think that that's all i would say about that but but my career has definitely helped me um keep up with the organization of barbecue for sure. And that's great. And barbecue has actually done that for my life in the opposite way in that I've never been very organized, but barbecue makes me be organized and I've applied that to the rest of my life. So that's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. why, that's why I asked that question because it's barbecue. We, we have to do all this procurement every week, right? We've got to know, what we have on our trailers, what we need in our trailers. You know, I, I, I pride myself. We all forget something here and there, but for the most part, I'm going to be that guy that has what I need when I get to a contest. That all comes from, from experience in barbecue or experience somewhere. You don't just get organized. Um, you know, and like you said, I guess you learned it in barbecue. Maybe that's where I wish I had learned it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Any way that you can get there to make anything more efficient in my book is a good way to go. Right. Absolutely. We always love to talk about our successes and our big numbers and all our wins and stuff. But one of my favorite things to talk about is our failures. Do you have a favorite failure of yours during a competition that sets you up for later success? Uh, Washington, D.C., one meat chicken, thanks to you, um, <laughs> creating this one meat chicken problem. Um uh, yeah, I, I learned from that experience of do I turn it in or not? Um, this is the worst thing I've ever cooked in my life and getting the results with the 
you know, overall, granted this wasn't all in one category, but the next day of the 32 comment cards in Washington, D.C., which was an experience and a half. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, very late in time, but that experience taught me something that, you know, keep calm and adapt. If I had done maybe a little bit more of keep calm and adapt in that situation, maybe I would have changed, you know, from having skin that tasted. I mean, I think I've tasted some beef jerky that was probably more tender than that skin. Um, maybe I would have taken it off. Maybe I would have reacted different game time decision would have been different, but um, yeah, that, that was that lesson learned of sit back and focus and look at it. Uh, and it hadn't been that long ago. I know, but it was a game changer for me. Absolutely. And you know, if anything's consistent about Washington DC, there's always a lot of paper being moved around. <laughs> that that is true. I've I've seen things that I didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I picked up my my final sheet on that Saturday, or Saturday, whatever day it was. It was a Saturday. Yeah, um, I picked up my sheet and I, the whole thing almost fell out of my hands. I was like, man, what? The problem was I didn't know which chicken was the bad chicken from the night before or the day I cooked. So I had some real internal struggles to make sure that I didn't mess it up as bad the night before as I did that or the day of the cook as I did the night before. So I was counting chicken cards and hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. But Washington DC, it's one of those bucket list contests that you just, if you get an opportunity to do, you have to do it. It is just a load of fun. I, I mean, I do believe I'd probably learned a lot the first time of what not to do and how to prepare yourself and to not, leave your truck in there, just find the parking spot out there and, and all the little tricks that you guys had down pat. Um, I, I think I'd be better off now, man. It's a, it's a long haul from uh, Oklahoma. Absolutely. Uh, well, we were glad you were there. It was, uh, it's always nice when DC brings in different people and always makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Let's switch gears here a little bit and let's talk about, uh, gear. What's one of the best investments that you've ever made in competition barbecue? Uh, barbecue uh, porch trailer. Yeah. A recent, a recent purchase. Um, I've cooked out of two different cargo trailers and 20 different smokers. So I, I'd say two things, a porch trailer and drums. Um, uh, but, it, it, you know, I've, I've got a beautiful toy hauler that I have my drums in and have it set up in the toy hauler area. And I love it, but it's just cumbersome and uh, not as functional as a porch trailer. So I would say that was a game changer for me. And every time I cook in it still to this day, and I've got uh, less than 10, less than two handfuls of cooks in that trailer. And I still will say it's just a game changer every time I cook in it. Yeah. It, having a trailer and having a place to go and be organized and have everything is it's, it's so important and I will miss my trailer next week at the Royal. I, uh, I am driving out, but I don't want to tell that big thing. So we've got an RV, a fifth wheel coming and that'll be fun. And gives me a chance to explore my pop-up tent cooking ability. So always a lot of fun. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that's an expensive purchase. Do you have any tools or purchases of a hundred dollars or less that has most positively impacted your barbecue game? Uh, a recent one, uh, hot dog Turner, uh, a courtesy, dog of, Turner. Uh, courtesy of Mr. Hollywood, Bill Purvis, TikTok. Um, <laughs> the, 
the little hot dog turning tongs that have like the symbol, you know, turners on the end of them. You can get them on Amazon. For life of me, I couldn't tell you the brand. Um, but they're great. You pick up your chicken off the, the board or out of the bath or whatever, you know, when you get done saucing it and you can place things so easily in a box, even if you're placing um, ribs or I, I don't know how you'd use them for ribs, but, um, you know, they're great. Don't leave marks. Pick up everything really well. Um, just, a, just a, you know, game, you know, another, I'll say the words, game changer for, for boxing. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to get those out in the show notes so people can see see what we're talking about. I have the link. I think you sent it to me so I can get that out. Yeah, it's good. They're great. Yeah. Who has uh, who's impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? Uh, there's two, uh, you know, locally in the KCBS world and, and strictly in the KCBS world. Be You know, David Bosky, he's been butcher barbecue, been a great uh, he's been that guy I could pick up the phone and, and, and ask him the questions. Sometimes it sounded dumb and he wouldn't laugh at me out loud. Uh, he would at least listen and answer my question, um, as best he could. Uh, you know, I've, of course, come up through, you know, I was taught a lot by Melissa and Pete Cookston early on and, and they're great. Um, and granted, she's, she's a legend in KCBS as well, but, you know, here locally and, and really more, more, a lot of spent a lot of time, you know, on the phone with David and, and, and asking questions and listen to him. He was the first guy that come and sat with me at a comp my first year. And just, in fact, he told me so much the first time he sat down and started talking to us about meat science and everything. I thought for sure he was messing with me. There's just no way any of this is true. Um, and I found <laughs> out it's true. I wonder if you had a tree of people that David Vasca has helped in competition barbecue, how big that tree would be. It's, I mean, he's, he's a giver when it comes to information. Um, I, I, I mean, that'd be a huge one. He, he's got, he's, he's up there on the list of the nicest people in barbecue, in my opinion. Um, and he, he just genuinely wants to help people as best he can. Um, and there's just a lot to be said for that. In my opinion, it's, it's hard to find. Uh, there's so many closed books out there and, uh, there's so many people that are so open book that, uh, they tell you all their changes and confuse people. Um, but <laughs> he's just, he's a, he's just a plethora of knowledge, you know, when it comes to meat and science of it, uh, as long as you don't cook on, uh, you know, he, he he's not going to tell you how to cook on drums. Although I think he's a secret drum cooker, just personally, I've tried <laughs> to convince people that he is. You really think he is? No, I, I know he's not, but I'm trying to convince people that he is. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think he cooks everything on that one drum outside of his trailer. The pellet cookers are for show. That's, that's my story. <laughs> he one drum drews it on the outside of the trailer and cooks every, you know, the pellets are just there. They're just there. That's funny. One drum drews it. That's funny. Yeah. I'm gonna have, we're going to have to ask him about it next week. <laughs> I, I encourage that that uh, that question. Um, I ask him all the time when he's going to come out and tell us all about his drum cooking, but he's <laughs> not done it yet. Oh my gosh, that would be the biggest coming out of the closet thing in the world for for in barbecue. To see yeah, hundred if... <laughs> percent. He's uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the best out there. When you hear 
the word successful in terms of barbecue, who's the first person that comes to mind? Brad Leiniger. Uh, that, that that answer is not allowed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Brad yeah. is pretty. It's pretty amazing what he's done in barbecue. And and it's it's just the mind. Um, I've learned a lot from him this year, just in you know in passing and a few conversations. It's the uh, it's he doesn't miss, and it's it's knowing where to be, when to be. And I think in points chasing is where I reference a lot of that from. Um, you know, Travis Clark's an amazing cook, and he's not been chasing when I the years, you know, I've been out, uh, thankfully. Um, but you know, Brad just knows where to be, when to be. I mean, I you know, messaged with him last night, where are you going, and blah blah blah, and, and we kind of go through those conversations every week. And sometimes he just surprises me and it's amazing to watch the outcome of his choices um, each week. It just, you know, sometimes, sometimes they're, they're, they're misses, but for the most part, he doesn't miss. He, he knows where to be and when to be there. Absolutely. And, and there, there, there's uh there's something to be said for that. I mean, I'm learning this year, I've made a few crucial errors and locations that I've went to go cook and maybe didn't take the advice of other folks that I should have or, I thought maybe I was smarter than them. I don't know. Um, keyword thought um, and learn some lessons. But it, that's why I would reference him. Just he's an amazing cook and he does it effortlessly. It's, it's you know to run a triple and GC uh, RGC GC. I just it still blows my mind um, that he did that that weekend with that many miles. It was incredible what he did. Yeah that weekend and I yeah he just does such a great job man it is uh and it's kind of hard to you can't I, I make fun all the time whenever I <laughs> you know ask him or just say yeah you know what do you got going on and and everyone says Brad and I'm like eh, you know everyone says Brad but you can't you can't dispute it you can't dispute his success you can't dispute how nice he is to people and uh yeah he just does a great job of everything yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get to know him much till this year, and and I, you know, I I enjoy sitting and talk to him. Um, like David, he's he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, comes at you a little bit faster than David, but it's uh, it's it's definitely <laughs> wealth of knowledge. Yes, definitely. All right, let's get into it. I know some of these answers already, but this is one of my favorites. Is about habits, rituals, and routines. Is there stuff that you have to do every contest? Any anything, any superstitions or things like that? Well, well, I, I have some superstitions that I have uh, held on to and lost because they failed me um, over time, so they were no longer good. Um, but I used to have to have Mexican food the night before, and it had to be fajitas. Um, if it was a hamburger, and uh, I knew it was a hamburger, I would have to have the waiter tell me that it was fajitas, um, at least to help you know suffice the the uh, superstition um so i mean that you know kind of was i went down the shoes it had to be the same shoes it had to be the same music i had to play the same song every time when i'd start cooking so yeah i'm, I'm a superstitious guy to an extent I, i'm wearing the same i wear the same comp shirt every week i make uh -huh. my wife wash it because i've got 10 of them, but I wear that one because that one's the one that I've won the most in uh, <laughs> no, no relevance whatsoever, but, but fun to think that it works. 
it is fun to think that, but you said you've dropped some of them. Uh, I've, I've dropped almost all of them, I think, because I went through that, you know, you win a bunch and then you go through going, uh Oh, did everything disappear? Um, and I think I lost a lot of them during the, everything disappear. Was this just short lived moments in the season? Um, and then I, I just didn't pick them back up when some things come back around. They're still uh, trying to think of any, I just don't really have any particular anymore. I, I well, I, it, if my drums greats aren't lined up a certain way, um, and it doesn't matter if it's a centimeter off, I will lose my mind. If you want to go down rituals or habits, um, really? the guys, the guys think I am absolutely insane. I'm not necessarily OCD by any means, but my greats, if they are not pointing the right way and I know I'm, I'm going to pay for this at some point, somebody's going to mess with me. Um, if they're not straight a certain way, and I'm not going to say it because I don't want somebody to mess with me, even though they will, um, I'm going to lose it because it's got to be straight. It's just it can't be crooked in there. And you have to place the meat a certain way. Um, good good example, one meat rib a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever, a guy cooks with me. He hadn't cooked with me for a while, and he put the ribs a different way. I looked at him. I said, man, we, we got to move those. We can't, we can't cook that way. Well, we won <laughs> one meat ribs. Do I keep doing it that way? <laughs> well, doesn't matter. it doesn't, but it uh, does. If that makes it any does sense, it, yeah. it does matter. It does matter. Um, <laughs> if it matters to you in your brain and you have to do it that way, I've learned that that's just something you got to do because it puts you at ease and it makes you give you the confidence that you need moving forward. Barbecue is a mental game. If you get in your head, I truly believe that you you lose steps. And you miss things and you make bad decisions. Um, I, I 100% believe that you could get a text message or something that throws you off your game. So I don't oh, know for sure. I, I've gone as far now is that unless I'm looking up something for the contest, I'm not even on my phone at all. Um, unless I'm looking up a timeline or something and, if I'm at a contest that's really super important, I will, I rarely keep a printed copy of our cooking timeline, but I'll print it out and right. have it in there. So my phone's nowhere near me because I just don't want it, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I use electronics and I, they're an email that I could receive. Um, they're separate accounts just for barbecue. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I use iPad. Mu- you are a big music person, though, when you cook. Absolutely. It, the music. My whole family, uh, kids, uh, involved. My daughter this morning um, came out of her room and walked over and told her mom before her mom had woke up this morning. And she looked at her and she said, now, mom, you know, last night was the 21st of December or September. And my wife didn't pick up the relevance of this. Um, and we, I kind of chuckled and I knew exactly what she meant, but she was talking about Earth, Wind and Fire song. She's 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. She went all the way there and she will pull some lyrics out every once in a while and be like, how do you even know that song? But I'm that way. I can go from Dr. Dre to Willie Nelson to. Metallica in the drop of a hat in my trailer and 
it's whatever is just gives you that vibe at that given moment. Um, dancing, whatever. Uh, my wife and I communicate through the glass door in the, in the toy hauler. I may dance a little bit and she'll dance a little bit back at me, but that's, that's what keeps me calm. It keeps me, I have a good time when I cook. And if I'm not dancing and not having a good time, every time I've not had a good time with music and, and all that, um, I don't score well. Uh, I think it goes back to getting in your head. And yeah, I play my music extremely loud in the back of the trailer. Maybe not outside, but in the back of the trailer. Some of the people that cook with me don't like it, but it's just what I do. Um, right. I've got giant systems in the toy hauler, and the, the, the porch trailer needs to get louder, I think. Um, I'm working on that. <laughs> I have those same problems with my team. I just want it to get louder, and they're always like, come on, we can't do that. I'm like, yeah, Maybe we don't want to hear them. Maybe that's all it is. <laughs> Could be. Or we're drowning voices out in our head. There's things out there. <laughs> That's a great one. That could happen yeah. too. Yeah. That could happen. Oh my gosh. I got to tell people about that one. They'll love that. It's the voices yeah, in my head. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the voices. And then they don't want to be around you anyway. So the music doesn't bother them. They think you're weird at that point. You know? Mm-hmm. So are you Whatever. cooking this weekend? No, I have had three weeks that I have not been on the trail, uh, since March. Um, my son's home from, uh, Japan visiting, oh. uh, and he leaves back for Japan here at the end of the week or at the beginning of the week, right before we leave for the Royal. Um, I am, you know, looking forward to spending a couple days with him. I'm still cooking a brisket on Sunday. So I'm practicing kind of, sort of. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm taking a week off. Uh, maybe a bad timing for, for the circuit, but some things are more important than others. Absolutely. You got to have that family time. And sometimes you just need to take a little bit of a break from barbecue, get your head right and get focused yep. maybe right before a big event such as next week. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, this is October's the October's it. I mean, we all know it. It's a fight to the finish at that point. Absolutely. It's game time. Yes, sir. Well, let's get into these rapid fire questions, which now I kind of feel like you've have a bit of an advantage on these because you've oh, already answered them. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> Got me on this. All right. So what do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? People complaining about judging. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good. One. I think I think, you know, going on Facebook and ranting about a contest or ranting about judges, uh, ranting anywhere um, on social media is not productive to the to to the the sport. Um, I think we should be more mindful of that. Yeah, it just creates a negative uh, negative energy, a negative vibe around it, and it is what it is. I mean, we're doing something very subjective, cooking meat for six strangers who we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Now, you should you should bring it up. If you've got an issue, bring it up to KCBS. Bring it up to a rep. And I, I did this last weekend. I just didn't agree with how something went. But instead of going on social media or calling all your friends and telling them, man, this is messed up, I called the reps and said, why did this happen? Right. And and I got an answer. Um whether you agree with that answer or not, it's, you know, it's nothing you can do about it right now, but you can learn 
learn where their thought process was versus where your thought process was without making a mess on social media. Absolutely. Other than the Mexican, do you have a favorite pre, during, or post-competition meal? Um, I usually, during a competition, I've, lately it's just been turkey sandwiches, and I'll eat watermelon. I love watermelon. Oh. It used to be grapes. I'll get the little tub of, you know, sliced up, diced up watermelon. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty simple. Uh, I, not anymore. I'm not much of a sweets guy. Um, after... I don't know. It's just what's easy. It used to be uh, beef jerky and a bag of chips was all I could get home on um, (laughs) because I wasn't stopping. It's time to get home. Gotcha. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Well, uh, barbecue rubs. Super easy. Um, I know a bunch of guys that make them, and (laughs) I love them. And you, you and I both probably you know this as well as i do some of the stuff that we use in competition we get kind of complacent with it oh it's just it's just another rub you know it's what we use hey it's real good stuff but these these folks that aren't in barbecue and aren't in that they get these and they're like oh my god i've never had anything like that in my life so it's turned into a good gift absolutely last one if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions or billions, what would it say and why? Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust trust yourself. Um, You know what? You quit trusting yourself, you make bad mistakes. Um, Sometimes you're going to make bad mistakes when you trust yourself, but there's still, it's it's learning. Kind of out there, but uh, No, I love it. That's a great uh, one. you know, got to have a little faith in yourself because if you don't, judges won't barbecue, family. Do, if you don't trust yourself and you, you portray that, people around you just won't trust you. I, I, I thoroughly believe that. That's a great one, man. That's one of the better answers. I really I appreciate that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, so coming in to the Royal, and this is just an additional question to the rapid fire questions. Coming off of a seven seventeen, coming off of winning your first world championship, what what are you expecting out of next week? I expect to go in there and try to do my personal best. Um, for some people that have told me this, no, I expect to go in there and and, and I want to I want to walk a couple times. Um, I, I'm I'm a pretty humble person. Um. I don't ever go into a contest expecting to just blow it out of the water, but I usually say, you know, I just want one of those trophies or I just want one of that. I expect to go out here and put my personal best on the table and we'll let the judges shake it out and the table shake it out. But I'm, I, I, that's what I expect. I expect the most out of myself to put everything out there on the table that I've done this year. That's a great answer, man. And I, I hope everybody out there can do the same and we can just see where it all lays down. Yeah, we we can't pick and choose what table we end up on. And right. uh, last year I ended up on the 450th ranked, you know, chicken table. You know, it was what it was. Um, you know, last weekend I got a 150-something in ribs on day on the cook and, you know, won the one meat the night before, which is the curse. But you, just, you can't pick where you end up. You can try. Nope. You can try, but you can't. <laughs> All right, well, where can people find you online, bud? Uh, I'm on Facebook, 
Smoked and Furious barbecue comp- competition barbecue team, um, and on Instagram as well, Smoked and Furious. Um, I've been a big website person for Smoked and Furious because I just don't know what I would need it for. Um, <laughs> and they can usually find us in any contest around Oklahoma. Uh, we seem to be at all of them this year as best we can. Excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing you next week, my friend. Yep, me too as well. I can't wait. All right, we'll see you out there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Old Virginia.